Did you, were you recording this time? <laughs> you were I recording was, I have, yes, 34 minutes of recording. <laughs> All right. Jerk my arm away, or I'll spill scalding. Of course, yeah, of course. That's what they mean by get used to it. Yeah, like you'll tolerate it. That's your, what they mean. Your mm-hmm. reaction time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's when when Granddad took me with him uh, when he bought the the wire welder mm-hmm. the first time, it, it, he was trying it out, and he said, "Here, you try it out." And I, was, I didn't know how to weld, but anyway, <laughs> the sparks were f- flying out, and I, of course, just wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and I, I was wincing as the sparks would hit me. And there were like three or four guys from the shop standing around. They're like, <laughs> laughing every time I winced in pain from the sparks hitting me. Same yeah. thing. You'll get used to it, kind of a deal. No! Oh, the searing kiss of hot lead. How I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. It's time for the Rural Report. Oh, instant Rural Report. Sweet. Hit me. (laughs) It's fire season. Oh. And by that I mean not real fire season, but I'm building fires in our wood-burning stove. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Not preventing fires, but starting them. Yes. And preventing them by using fire safety. Preventing their spread. Yes. All right. Containing them in a little box. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun, except for the frustrating part of a lot of the wood is still kind of wet. Oh. It's still not super, super dry. Uh-huh. It's Some about it to get is. wetter. Yeah, well, yes, I realize. You know, <laughs> it takes sometimes six months to a year, depending on the density of the wood and how yes. wet it, or how recently it was cut. Yeah, that's why they all, uh, if you buy firewood, it, it's advertised as kiln-dried, mm-hmm. because otherwise uh, it takes forever. Yeah, so some of the chunks I put in there light up right away, mm-hmm. and some are just smoldering and <laughs> making the rest of the fire go out. Like, damn you! Yeah. Try, try well, what is your snow wood? prospect? Because ours is uh, in the city of Portland. We are projected to receive some snow. Uh, oh, this in weekend? A, in about a week. In, in the, oh, far out. I don't, I don't know that we're supposed to get snow. It got below freezing, theoretically. It was supposed to be like a rain and snow mix sometime uh, this week. It's very rain cold. Like mix, it was possibly. projected to be 33 yesterday. It's chance of snow been, 40% tonight. What? Oh, chance of snow 40%? Wow, they took all of a sudden. For you, yeah. In the, I think. What do you know about that? I don't think we got that here. It's um, it's a little different. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of cool. Well, we're 32, but right. chance of rain 0%. I don't uh, expect we'll see any. All right. Well, maybe we'll need to build extra fire. We'll so see. so your fires are what capacity? <laughs> like, why are you building it's fires? It's to start raining. Inside? Because uh, it's cold outside. Oh, I see. And you're heating. Therefore, we can, sa- yeah. we can save money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by... By heating the house with our stove, right, instead of with the, uh, oh, the heat pump on. system. Mm-hmm. On the wrong day. Oh, she's on the wrong day. No, Australia. Today? What? <laughs> okay, today is Saturday. That's right. Not today is today. Saturday. Tomorrow it's supposed to start raining, which might turn to snow overnight. Wednesday is also saying snow, and the Saturday after that is also saying snow. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest again. <laughs> the weather report. The weather During report. The rural report. Transformed into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, you know about that? Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's 
Sunday? Mm-hmm. All right. Monday Prepare for snow apocalypse. Let's check the death count from the killer's storm bearing down on us like a shotgun full of snow. Well, Ken, as of now, the death count is zero, but it is ready to shoot right up. Oh, my God. Damn you, snow! <laughs> uh, insert, uh, you know, in, any other thing besides the word snow. You know, it works <laughs> yeah. for any possibility. Exactly. Kind of like, con! You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm building fires, and mm-hmm. and I have one going right now. This is the first one I've had, like, during the day. Usually I build it of an evening and let it warm us for probably last about half the night, and then the system kicks on 1 or 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, uh, it's not pine, it's uh, fir wood, so uh-huh. a lot, it's pretty sappy. Right. You know, and, you know, you get sap on your hands and it doesn't want to come off ever. <laughs> Uh, Ever. <laughs> yeah, it just I mean, sort of it, peels it really, off with the next layer. Yeah. Well, so life pro tip here, uh, I looked it up and they said, spray a little, or put a little cooking oil on and rub mm-hmm. it for maybe 30 seconds to a minute. Sure. Rub it in. Uh, and then wash your hands. WD-40 works also, but uh, yeah. off, of course, will work. Mm-hmm. But just a little, I did a spritz of Pam mm-hmm. on my uh, on my hand and zip. That was it. There you go. Yeah. And the other one is uh, try toothpaste because the abrasives. Mm. Well, break down the, the sap. It's another grandfather method. Mm. Just sand it right off. Come on. Well, yeah. Granddad used to keep a can of an open can of kerosene up <laughs> next to the <laughs> yes. barn to wash your hands. <laughs> Look, what are you, some kind of little girl? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He never. He never uh, shamed us for no. gender reasons. So let's make that no, clear. He, didn't. he was That's not true. a misogynist. He. Oh, hello. <laughs> He would, yeah, you, just, you wash your hands in the kerosene and, and also, you know, rusty nails and whatever else happened to be needing cleaning. And it also serves as a disinfectant if you have your uh, cut on your fingers. <laughs> Sizzle that pain away. Yeah. The old hometown <laughs> remedy. Mm-hmm. Between, that and the, <laughs> between that and the lava soap for showers. Cut yourself on a rusty girder, kerosene. <laughs> Got skin mm-hmm. cancer? Kerosene. <laughs> that was his version of the... I don't know if we can find the clip. Put some Windex. <laughs> oh, man. So that's Yikes. been the rural report. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there's nothing in... Uh, I don't have any news or anything, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Just uh, plugging along. Mm-hmm. Had a lead Very on uh, Had a lead on possible uh, art teaching position. Oh, yeah. Uh, assistant yeah, art teaching cool. position. But then she just came back and said, uh, you know, you should, you should teach, though. She said, you shouldn't be an assistant. You should be teaching. Okay. I said, oh, I've sold my, I've oversold myself. Yeah. I've, I've said too much. I've expounded well, you, too long. <laughs> <laughs> what you need, though, is experience. And so mm-hmm. say, thank you for the vote of confidence. Uh-huh. But I don't have an education degree. Right. So therefore, I need, I need some experience working right. with people mm-hmm. to get some, you know, bag of tricks. Sure. So that would be, that would be the comeback for that. Well, I've, I have uh, written to and received response from uh, Dernbecker Children's Hospital about um, their volunteer program. And they do mm-hmm. a, a lot of art um, activities for their kids. Yeah. Um, so it ranges from just, you know, hanging out, dispensing coloring materials to mm-hmm. actual art lessons. And I don't, I don't know what capacity, but, you know, they, they say, we look forward to hearing from you. You know, we ask for a six-month commitment and this and that. So mm-hmm. I have to coordinate with the, the group that organizes such things. Um, right. But the assistant thing I was hoping would be, you know, a, a, a minor payment for services mm. rendered. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, minimum wage is totally fine for a few hours a week. But I, but she may not. The, the person I was talking to about this position may you know obviously expressed need for help. Mm-hmm. She's she's overwhelmed. Sure, but you know it's it would be up to the school and or district as to you know a budget for such things. Right. they may yeah, just that... not have money to pay right. an assistant. This is this is a public school. It is a Catholic school. Catholic school. Yeah, it's possible they've got a little more leeway, and some mm-hmm. depending on the district. Which is know. why I which is why I uh, made the in, in, inquiry entreaty mm-hmm. um, because you know they're not as rigid as uh, yeah. the public school for requirements of employees. Right, right. Between that and, and budgetary stuff, because mm-hmm. the public schools, they've got um, a lot of hoops to jump through, you know, procedures for for most things. Their principals right. usually have some kind of discretionary funds, but mm-hmm. it's hard to say. You know, it all it varies from district to district who, yeah. you know, how much leeway they have. That's why I was advised so. years ago about um, uh, charter schools, private schools, you know. Yeah. They have their own methods and 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 a lot of <laughs> uh skirting of the rigidity yeah <laughs> sorry yeah that's true I'm getting a little technical um no well yeah the I strictures mean, of the public education system mm-hmm. don't always apply to right. charter schools especially um, right because they're Which like is a big problem a, they're like an adjunct educational system so mm-hmm. yeah it is a yeah it it is its own problem like it it's an advantage for people who want to get in and teach without um, official credentials or, or standard mm-hmm. credentials, let's say. Folks, I'm often asked about my qualifications. Well, I may not have a lot of credentials or training, but i tell you one thing. I'm a PhD in pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but neither do they have the oversight and you know minimal requirements mm-hmm. that you might ordinarily want but but I'm not applying you know to to be a, a full-time teacher you know mm-hmm. I just want to assist and help and get some experience so that right. um, you know I have a track record exactly to move forward with and then I am told you know if a if a system or school is interested in you you know they will send you to certification classes like right. there's a post degree certification procedure if you don't get an education degree mm-hmm. certainly but, uh, that will let you that will allow you to teach public school in some capacity if you don't have right it. yeah they can issue an emergency certificate um, right. It, it, right and then you know you're sort of under their supervision mm-hmm. um what, what do you call it um I'm, I'm trying to think of some kind of uh, indentured servitude uh, <laughs> analogy. Um, you're respons- they're responsible for you, yeah, uh, in the classroom. But right. I can't think of it. Can't think of a suitable. We'll just move on. Yeah, The Men of Sherwood Forest was a film from I don't know one of the 1950s. <laughs> one of the many many Robin Hood films that came out in the right. from, from let's say the 30s through the 60s, starring. Uh, not Errol Flynn. <laughs> All of them? Was it? <laughs> was Errol Flynn in this one? I know. He oh, did yeah, one. no. Robin Hood, sure. Okay. Yeah, The Adventures of Robin Hood. Adventures of Robin Hood. Uh, was it? I, I want to say 39 or somewhere around in there. Really? It was in color, so that's. Oh, was it? Yeah. The Adventures of Robin Hood, 1938. Yeah. It's Technicolor. So that was one of the very first ones. Like, like, that would have come out right after. Sure. What's it? What was the first What was the first Technicolor? Not Snow White. That, that doesn't count, right? It, no, I don't. Think so. 
Oh, boy. Disney did it early on, but it would have been 1932. Ah, Flowers okay. and Trees. So Silly Symphonies was technical. Right. Yeah, yeah. That so, okay. Sense. Been around. All right, then. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> earlier than I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought the I thought Wizard of Oz was one of the first, but it's not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just really, I guess, maybe one of the first to make it a spectacle, you maybe. know, going from black and white to mm-hmm. to amazing color yeah but this particular one is the men of sherwood forest i think 1954 and it's starring don taylor i don't know who that is (laughs) um he he was in oh this and that and the other and then he later directed uh what did he direct uh escape from the planet of the apes and tom sawyer so stuff in the 70s damien omen too a much lesser known actor than say your errol flynn sure but I, the reason I, I mention it is because the soundtrack was by uh, Doreen Carwithan, a uh, pioneer for, for women in film composing, mm-hmm. especially for the fi- 1950s. You know, She doesn't have a lot of credits. She's a British composer, um, maybe a dozen films, none of them super popular, super famous. But okay. uh, at any rate, it's you know your standard Adventure Time fair. Amazing. Yeah. So kind of cool. And she popped up. Just somebody was playing on the radio. I think it was probably the weekly film music thing on the Symphony Channel. Mm-hmm. So I said, ooh, nifty. Oh, what drew you to it then? Uh, like... Well, you know, it's kind of like those swashbuckling things. It's a, 
like I say, it's a standard thing, but I had never heard of her or that film. Sure. You know, and so, yes, I said she was a pioneer for pioneer. Uh, in, in, for women composers. But in, even now, there aren't very, they're, they're, the ratio is, <laughs> you know, it's <this> pathetic. <laughs> Certainly, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to do my part. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> what, else, uh, what, what else does she do? Well, she wrote scores for over 30 films. It says, don't really know them other than this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like it might be familiar. To the Public Danger, Boys in Brown, yeah, Man Trap, although it was called Man in Hiding in the U.S. release. I only know the Man Trap as a Star Trek episode. <laughs> uh, three Cases of Murder. <laughs> yeah. All stuff from like late 40s through the 50s. Okay. And then she scored uh, Elizabeth is Queen. It was the official film of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. So. Wow, that's yeah. a good gig. All right then, mm-hmm. and then cool. some some uh, standalone pieces, uh, classical type, uh, some concertos and and uh, symphonic pieces as sure. well. And then now side side line, I don't want to get into the details, but have you watched any of the uh, uh, presidential impeachment uh, hearings? Yeah, I've watched a bit uh, stuff. I've watched clips, and then I've read mm-hmm. synopses and analysis. So I listened to Dr. Fiona Hill, and I was thinking, oh, okay, where is she from? This kind of sounds English, kind of sounds almost like there's yeah. some Scottish in there. She's a novel. Trying to figure it out. She was born in the north of England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's right up there. And then went to a college in Scotland. Yes. University of St. Andrew, maybe? I don't know. I she's forget. An, but anyway, she's so a I was like, hey, naturalized yeah, 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 citizen, right. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Been in the U.S. for, I don't know, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Well, more than that, but more she became a naturalized citizen, I right. think, 2002. There you go. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was happy that I, that I got the accent right. Yeah, I by said, well, England, Scotland, just right on the border. Right, by everyone's account, a very, well, almost everyone, a very able and adept diplomat. Certainly, yeah, yeah, she definitely came prepared for sure. I mean, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> very, uh, very smart and and um, knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Just I, I, I feel sorrow at the politicization of the diplomatic corps. It's really yeah. supposed to be nonpartisan. Because you, right. as a as a nation, you ideally want your diplomats to cross over elected officials. You you want them to be able to continue, you know, relations and build them, no matter who is in office. Certainly, that that is the ideal to me. Uh, that's the I- ideal for a diplomatic corps. You, yeah. Right? Otherwise, you have to keep changing them out, and then they don't have any right. experience every four years. Correct. Or, yeah, they don't have any experience most, you know. or any knowledge of the relations. You know. Right. Uh, That's what I'm saying. In foreign countries, so mm-hmm. so there's no, you know, your network is destroyed if you keep replacing people all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not good to to have to rebuild that every four to six years. Right. <laughs> really not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and also, it, it removes you know at least some to most of the politics from your diplomatic relations with other countries, which is really which because the other countries don't care who's in power; they care mm-hmm. about you know, your coordinated ties. Yeah, well, they got their own country to and worry they have about. they their own, yeah, of course. You know, they're... <laughs> so... The, the diplomats, you know, together work with, you know, whoever's in office. Mm-hmm. And then they, they relate to each other and on and on. So that keeps the, the bonds strengthened more than they otherwise would be, in my opinion. Um, if you... It, it, it increases stability in a world that is constantly changing, which is mm-hmm. what you would have in a in a more democratic world. This has been a terrible tragedy, Mr. Ambassador. And I can only stress that if you'd come to us earlier, it might have been avoided. 
I appreciate your candor in the matter. And I yours, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's our Secretary of State talking to the Soviet diplomat, the mm-hmm. Soviet ambassador. What is it? What sparked? What, why did you want to discuss it? Just that I am in... It's topical. We rarely do topical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's true. But I'm always, always at, you know, we've been into doing Britishian accents all our lives, pretty true. much. So. Oh, yeah. So Fiona Hill. Gotcha. Dr. Hill. Mm-hmm. Cool. I see you have a music share because I've heard it. <laughs> I do have a music share. I have followed Soccer Mommy, which is the <laughs> musical moniker of uh, Sophie Allison. She's a Swiss-born U.S. immigre, hmm. grew up in Nashville, which is obviously, you know, a hotbed of all kinds of musical styles and talent. And it's, yep. a, it's a musical center of the United States, for sure. Right. Of course, people associate it with country music, but it's everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, all kind of, like, it, it is, if you were into music, that would, you know, be probably one place you should look at to move along with New Orleans oh, yeah. and Austin, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then Hollywood, of course, but... The... Uh, I mean, but Hollywood is so... There's such a vibrant scene in Nashville, and, like, it's a... It's so eclectic, whereas I feel like Hollywood, it's just a, a virtue of its population that it, that it's everything. But it, but it steers to the commercial viability of stuff, right? Right. Like, hey, well, what can that's we... that's where more of it started after, after New York, and it moved yeah. to... The recording industry right. to and Hollywood. film is similar, you know. So, like, hey, yeah. what are you doing that we can market, <laughs> you know, to the right. masses? Like, what's exactly. what's most sellable about your stuff? How can mm-hmm. we shine this up? <laughs> that's a, that's what I think about Hollywood. Whereas Nashville My, is just this this melting pot of musicians mm-hmm. that come together to to just make music. That's their that's their primary goal. And and Austin is similar. You know, the indie scene is is enormous. Mm-hmm. Nashville is everything. And Hollywood doesn't have a, a big country or Americana influence that Nashville does. Nashville is where the headquarters of the music company is that does all our elementary general music oh. stuff. That's their headquarters and that's where they produce a lot of stuff. And so pretty huge variety of music sure. to get out of there. Right. Even the standard sort of folk tunes and you know Americana that we all grew up with, but mm-hmm. in a, a lot of very now and right. I think that being there in Nashville was a, kind of a key to as you say to have that eclectic mix so it's kind of nifty yeah I like it I thought if I moved to um, the east coast you know that would be I, it would be a consideration I also don't have a music career yeah. I, I don't know I'd want to move to another Austin would be more attractive for its centrality to a, a probably bigger art scene I don't I don't know well it's funny that you mentioned Nashville as being the East Coast. Not that it's East, <laughs> not that Na- Austin is East Coast, but you know what I mean. I know uh, further Austin, east. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but New York would be like I would love to live in New York for a while to just experience it. But it's uh, you know it's expensive and kind of mm-hmm. tough to make your way. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I'd be another small fish in a big pond again, which I had in mm-hmm. LA. I want to I want to experience a smaller pond for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I really do love being in Portland. It's, it's wonderful here in mm-hmm. many ways. All right. Well, if you have many ways to share with us. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't do my music share. <laughs> what? Oh, you didn't? Oh, you just said the. I just said her name. Right. So, you just said her name. Um, okay. She's a solo recording artist, and she uh, she does a lot of wonderful music. And the, she just released one called... Uh, Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes. Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes. And she she always does something different with her with her music which I, I appreciate it's got a kind of you know dream pop or hmm. what's the what's cocktail twins shoegaze influence you mm. know, sort of echoey shimmery guitar work yeah um mm-hmm. that's really her primary instrument i would say um, hmm. 
and she, uh, you know, as, as well as voice. Yeah. But yeah, you have to disappoint Sakuna. she's done a, a, a few All right, like her first album was called Collection <laughs> mm-hmm. which makes it sound like it's not like the greatest hits but yeah great uh, hits first album Four Young Hearts which was a very small release but yeah Collection and then Clean so I'm guessing she's gearing up for a, another release this year at some point um, right. I already shared the Beck song Beck released his first album or his <laughs> Beck released his latest album so I'm looking right. forward to checking that out but uh, oh, right, sure. I do I do like her a lot and uh, I think she deserves a wider audience yeah I really enjoyed it it was nice alright then if you want to be nice to us <laughs> we need to t- we need to uh, get oh, caught up on Bojack Horseman because I want to discuss Bojack ah Indeed. I wasn't emotionally ready to finish the fifth season, so I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So I got to do that and then watch the sixth season. Sixth and oh, final. Are, are we cutting this out and no. then going into the. Oh. We're just going <laughs> to let it ride. Well, you could. I want to do that. Like, I, have you delved into it at all? No. Okay. But you, we hadn't do, you didn't finish it. You could send it to bros at it's just called your brother. What? Oh, if you want to be nice to us? Yeah. Oh, well, if you still want to be nice to us, you can you can write to us at bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Mm-hmm. If you tweet, it's at IJC2B. And uh, I blog every day at uh, MarcusHarwell.com. Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting. It is. To me. <laughs> That's all that matters. It is all that matters. In Might as end. well. <laughs> if it's not interesting to me, then why the hell? 
<laughs> yeah. It was just a job. Yes. Yes, indeed. Rather than an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I could see if it was really popular. It's like, oh, oh. Why did they start this thing? <laughs>